This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Overland Park, Kansas, suburb of Kansas City. You know I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8, and we explore the world of your mind, confidence, sportsmanship, attitudes, coach-parent relationships. This show's about you, and we get into conversations, take calls, and talk to you about winning and losing, success, failure, all types of things like that. And the purpose of this show is to help you out mentally and to deal with things and from a psychological perspective. So sports psychology is about the mindset, the attitude of how you approach winning and losing, success, failure, all these types of things. I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8. We talk about these things, take your calls, get into discussions. I've been in practice in my 43rd year of work, one of the longest uh, trained sports psychologists in the country. And I've had the privilege to work with every level of sport, from youth sports all the way up to the professional Olympic level. And uh, throughout my career, I've met so many people. Um, I've had the experience to talk to, see, and be around incredible athletes and coaches. In 1984, I got the privilege of being the team psychologist with our U.S. cycling team in the 84 Olympics where we won nine medals, hadn't won any in 72 years. And let me tell you, that that was a lot of fun, but it was also a tremendous uh, sense of accomplishment to see these young men and women win these medals when there hadn't been any in 72 years in this country. I've had the privilege to work with professional teams, I currently work the Kansas City Current, our professional women's soccer team in the NWSL, and work with the Kansas City Commons back in the 80s, been the Royal Psychologist a couple of times, first sports psychologist at the University of Kansas back in the 80s. And I've, I've been able to see through my work with all these teams, athletes and coaches, what what's the difference between winning and losing, success and failure? How do, how do you get where you want to go? You know, we play sports should play sports to have fun. It should be about fun. Of course, when you get to the professional level, it's about the score, winning and losing. At the collegiate level, it is as well. And, you know, we're seeing in sports now, you know, yesterday there was all the hype about Colorado playing in Oregon, and Oregon just destroyed Colorado. Um, Deion Sanders done a great job at Colorado, but Oregon took him to the, took him to the woodshed, as they would say, and uh, beat him pretty good. And, you know, that's what sports is. Now, 
we'll see what kind of response the University of Colorado has to that. They play USC this week. Their quarterback, Deion Sanders, son, Sanders was sacked seven times in that game. So how they come back, how they respond to that will be very interesting because I'd like to see how they respond. Because that's that's what sports is. It's about when you when you fail, you have to figure out what are you going to do to overcome it. And, you know, we play sports for a lot of reasons. Number one, it, it, for the experience, the experience to be out there and compete and see what you can do, see what you're capable of mentally, physically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. What are the things that I can do? And if you succeed, you obviously feel good about things. If you don't, you don't feel good. But if you don't, how do you overcome that? Well, a long time ago, a long time ago in my life at least, about 1990s, when working with uh, some Major League Baseball players, I was at the Chicago Cubs spring training site down in Arizona with uh, one of the players I worked with. And there's a, a gentleman named Mac Newton who gave a speech to the Cubs team. And uh, I, I spent some time talking with him afterwards, got to know him a little bit. Incredible man. He's a guy that's that's has a story to tell. He wrote a book called The Path to Power, A Guide to Conquering Crisis. And Max an interesting guy. He is a seventh degree black belt master instructor of Taekwondo, two-time world champion, despite two artificial hips, hips and a steel plate in one knee that he got in Vietnam. And he wrote this book about how he overcame adversity, how he overcame negativity. See, he was in a hospital in Chicago, all laid up after being shot up in Vietnam. And the Taekwondo master came into the hospital and said, why are you here? Because what do you mean, why am I here? I'm shot up because I thought you were a special guy. You need to get out of here. And the guy left. And he came back a couple weeks later and basically said the same thing. And it upset Max so much, he, he got out of the hospital, got better, and then went on to accomplish what he did. Well, in his book, he sums up his story into five short chapters, which I'm going to share with you right now. It's, it's a very interesting summation of, of what he went through. Chapter one. I walk down the street, there's a deep hole in the sidewalk, and I fall in. I'm lost, it's dark, and it feels hopeless. It's not my fault, seems to take forever to find a way out. Chapter 2, and once again, this is how he overcame stuff. Chapter 2, I walk down the same street, there's a deep hole in the sidewalk, I pretend I don't see it, I fall in again, I can't believe I'm back in the same place, it's dark, it's not my fault, And it still takes an awful long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it's there. I still fall in. I know where I am and realize it is my fault. I get out more quickly. Right there. It is my fault. Chapter 4. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter 5. I walk down another street. What he, what he shared in here was really a great lesson story because it's about waking up, waking up mentally, coming to a realization and understanding when something's not going right, why isn't it going right? 
You know, in sports, we see all the time mistakes. We see failures, drop passes, strikeouts, missed shots, double faults, bad golf swings, screwing up, choking, falling apart, air balls, whatever, whatever it might be. And it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to do it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw a completion on every pass. You know, the great kickers don't make every kick. It's about how you learn and grow from that. And so what I'd like to get into today, we get some calls in here. We'll, we'll take these. Is how you learn to deal with this. Our phone number here is 913-3810-810. See, we're getting some calls in here. Love to see what people have to say. And the the issue is, how do you overcome failure? How do you overcome screwing up? How do you overcome when things go poorly? That's what I want to get into, especially in sports, because in sports, it, it, it doesn't matter what sport you play, how good you are, you're going to make a mistake. And, you know, a great example, if you're a Chiefs fan, was Harrison Butker two years ago in the playoffs against Buffalo. The end of the first half, he missed a 50-yard field goal as the half expired. Teams went in the locker room. Well, if you're a Chiefs fan, you remember what happened. At the end of the game, 13 seconds left, pass to Tyreek Hill, pass to Travis Kelsey, timeout, and Harrison came out, 49-yard field goal to tie the game with no time left. No time left. Drills it. 49-yarder. Chiefs going to win in overtime. When he was getting interviewed after the game, he said something very interesting. What he said was, I was focusing on my effort, what I'd do to make that kick, and it didn't even hit me until you know, I was in the locker room after the game. Oh my gosh, if I'd missed that kick, the season would have been over. He was focusing on his execution. And I think that's what Mac Newton is saying here. you got to focus on what you're doing. But if you get too caught up in your head, you lose that focus. All right, I'd love to hear from you at 913-3810-810 is our number. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Crush. Crush, good morning, Dr. Jacobs. How you doing? Isn't it interesting how you'll run into somebody that you've never met in your life, just like Mac there at the hospital. You'll run into somebody that you've never met in your life, you've never seen, you, you don't know, uh, they say from Adam or from the man in the moon. And they tell you something that you'll never forget and uh, that changes your perspective. I mean, it's interesting how somebody that you don't even know could have that type of influence on you, isn't it? Yes, tremendously. Another thing is... Uh, Has that happened to you? Well, absolutely, but then I got to know him. You know what I'm saying? Didn't know him whenever... Uh, it's happened more than once. I mean, I've had somebody walk straight up to me, an elderly gentleman. He, he passed away earlier this year, but walked straight up to me and said, what are you doing here? And I, I just gave him, of course, the general answer, right? And then he goes, no, 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 no. Why are you here? Uh, you know, and so yes, that that's happened to me before, absolutely. And how'd you how'd you grow from that? 
Uh, boy, you just you, you just realize, you know, I'll tell you something, man. You know what I really like? Uh, I really like to be a part of something bigger than myself. I, I really enjoy that. And, you know, I can get caught up in myself, right? You, you know what I'm saying? Well, uh, we all, we all I, can. I, That's easy to do. Right. But, uh, but I enjoy uh, being part of something bigger than myself. And, and I, I would like to, to leave, leave you with this. I'm sure you know who Colin Powell is. Yes. Okay. He was the uh, first black secretary of state, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's a, obviously a general a war hero. I believe he also created some type of reading program for inner city kids or maybe just kids anywhere. But uh, Yes, he, he did. He, he did a, do that. That's correct. Yeah. He, he had a quote that I would use to youth. And uh, I like this quote a lot. I would use this quote uh, often. Uh, there are no secrets to success. Success is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. Now, the problem with that is uh, that learning from failure, that means we would have to fail and then learn from that. Well, I don't want to do that, and you don't want to do that. Of course, I don't want to lose today, right? The Bears better not beat us today, you know. Um, so there are no secrets there isn't, right? I mean, everybody, anybody listening to me right now, there are no secrets to success, okay? Success is a result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. And I like to drill down on that learning from failure, right? Uh, okay, you guys keep up the good work, man. Thank you, Doc. Well, listen, thank you for your call. Um, I appreciate that, and 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 that that reflects on what I'm I'm talking about here. Um, this this book, A Path to Power, by Mac Newton, the summation here of of his life. You know, he was shot up in Vietnam. He's stuck in a hospital. He was confronted to get out, and he he finally did by looking in the mirror and deciding what he had to do. If you play sports, you will fail. God knows I know because I choked a lot playing tennis growing up. If I knew the things I knew now about sports psychology and play tennis, I would have been better. You're going to screw up. You're going to miss a free throw. You're going to, you know, strike out, drop a pass, whatever. But it's the next play. TNP, I call it the next play. And I use that example of, of, like I said, if you're a Chiefs fan, Harrison Bucker in the playoffs against Buffalo a couple years ago. His ability to focus on what's in front of him is one of the reasons I believe he's so good. It's why Patrick Mahomes is so good. Because when he screws up or makes a mistake, believe me, he's not happy about it. I've never met him, but I've, I've watched him enough and listened to him talk enough that he doesn't get rattled by a mistake. When one happens, he tries to figure out why and where do I go from here? And I think if you play sports, that's one of the biggest messages that you have to take from. I appreciate what, what our caller crush just had to say. I'd love to hear from you if you're listening today. And I'd like to hear how you've overcome failure. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. He emphasized the importance of preparation. You know, preparation, I talk about PFAC, preparation, focus, attitude, confidence. Those four words, I've shared them on this show many times. Yeah, when you get prepared, part of preparation is 
not about succeeding all the time, but when you don't succeed, where are you going to be mentally on that? The difference between athletes who succeed and don't, in my opinion, from my 43 years of work as a sports psychologist, is that the ones who end up overcoming failure aren't scared of it. They're not afraid of it. and They embrace it. All right, 913-3810-810 is our number. And getting another call in here, I want to see what you have to say about this. Because to me, this is is a big lesson that we can all learn from. It, It is when something goes wrong, first of all, do you admit you screwed up? Do you admit you made a mistake? Do you look at that and ask yourself why? And then where do I go from here? The difference between the athletes and teams that are able to do that and the ones that don't, in my opinion, is that the ones that don't move on from it focus on the negativity, get down on themselves, get depressed, talk negatively about themselves, go into the tank. And the ones that do, they look in the mirror. They look at what went on and they move on from it. And that's a big difference, I think. And that's why you see athletes and teams that are able to succeed versus the ones that don't. All right, 913-3810-810 is the number. Let's go to David. David, good morning. Dr. Jacobs, how you doing? Uh, good morning, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I think about this a lot. Uh, one of the best books I've read on this topic, uh, Dr. Annie Dukes, she's a Princeton Ph.D., uh, she's also a world champion uh, poker player, and she, she's got this book in a consulting firm uh, called Thinking in Bets, and she said that um, there's lots of people who can memorize cards and, and know the calculations and the odds, but the people who succeed in tournament poker are the ones that... Uh, can make quality decisions and move past um, the, the lucky streaks and, and the bad breaks. And, and <clears throat> she will say, uh, uh, you know, if you get aces, you, you bet more, uh, but sometimes aces get beat. And, and people get caught up in the bad beats. And, and if you get aces again, you still make the, 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 the wise choice. And she uses... Um, the Seattle Patriots uh, game when the, the the goal line pass instead of the run play that lost Seattle the, the Super Bowl, and she said that was a, that was a good choice. It was just a bad outcome, and and she asked people uh, their their best uh, decisions for the year and the worst decisions of the year in in her business, and she says what what they will share with me is the best and worst outcomes, somebody they've hired that didn't work out, and she will say, hey, did they have the best resume? Yes. Did they Did they have the best references? Yes. Did they have the best education? Yes. And she says that was a, it was a good decision, but a bad outcome. Um, and the people who can move past uh, bad outcomes and, and, and hang their hat on quality decisions, in this case, you know, quality performance, best effort, you know, are, are, are the ones that, that, that come to the, you know, that, that get to the finals of the poker tournament. Uh, you, you have to be able to, to, 
embrace good decisions, good performance. And uh, and she talks over and over about uh, not worrying even about uh, bad outcomes. Over. Well, yeah, I, I think what you're saying, you know, reinforces what I'm what I've been brought up here by this book by Mac, Mac Newton, "The Path to Power" is the name of the book. In that, David, you know, we're all going to screw up. Something doesn't go wrong. But what do you learn from that, and how do you grow from that to get better? Versus falling your, you know, in, into a rut and into a hole. And that's what it sounds like you're talking about here. I mean, sometimes bad decisions are made, but then where do you go from there? Do you do you dwell on that and obsess about it, or do you learn and grow and get better? And I think that's what you're saying. Yes, and, and even you know, good decisions don't always turn out well. You know, I mean, good players, best effort. You know, the, the other person's doing their best effort as well, and uh, just saying, okay, I did my best. Uh, I made a quality choice. And uh, next play, next hand. Well, that's why that's why I talk about with my clients in my office. I always ask everybody comes in to define winning, losing, and self confidence. And and you know, quite often winning is defined as coming in first place. Losing is you know falling apart, and losing. Uh, to me, winning is did you do the best you could that day? Yes. Then you're a winner. It doesn't mean you're going to beat everybody else. But if you accomplished your goals and overcame adversity, you won. And, and you know, your example of, of kickers, you know, if, if you are 100% at kicking 30-yard um, field goals, they're going to ask you to kick 40-yard field goals. They're going to move you out consistently until you fail. And, and, and that's just part of the coach's job. Well, a great, a great example, if I can share this, it, it, years ago, uh, Nick Lowry uh, worked with me for the last 13 years he played, and he co-hosted the show with me for a couple of years, several years ago. Chiefs were playing Miami in the playoffs in the early 90s. Nick had made 21 field goals in a row. They go down to Miami. He made his first three, and it came down at the end of the game. He had a 51-52-yard field goal to kick. He nailed it, but behind the goalpost, they opened the, the doors up in the end zone there, and the wind was blowing in, and it knocked the, 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 the ball fell like, I think, four or five inches short of the goalpost. Dead on. He even shared on the show, you know, I thought I made it, but the wind was blowing and knocked it down. You know, he felt really bad afterwards. He was like, there's nothing more I could have done. I gave it my best effort. 51 yards is a long ways. It was dead on. Nothing you can do. That's, that's sports. And, and, you know, he, he learned from that. That made him stronger. The last uh, five six years he played, yeah. He said that makes that, your pillow soft at night. What's that? It makes your pillow soft at night. You can yeah. sleep with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. Thank you very much for sharing your, you, your what you said here, David. I appreciate it. You have a good day. All right, that frees up our lines here at nine one three three eight ten eight ten. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is Sports Psychology Hour. I'm talking about failure today. When you fail, do you grow from it and learn? Or do you get stuck in that negativity and fall into that hole? I'd love to hear from you if you're an athlete, you're a coach, how you deal with that. What happens when you failed in your sport, in your activity? Did you learn from it and grow from it? Or did you stay stuck there and never get better? 913 is the number. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810, WHB here in Kansas City. And I'm talking today about 
what happens when you fail? I've had some great calls so far, and I'd love to hear from you. If you're a coach, you're an athlete, and you failed, you lost, you screwed up. How do you learn from that, grow from that, get better from that, or do you? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'd love to hear from you. Get your thoughts on this. If you're an athlete, and it doesn't matter what the sport, what level, and you screw up, what do you do? What, what do you do mentally when that happens? You go into a hole, try to hide, get depressed, get down in the dumps, or do you try to look in the mirror? And as I shared in, 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 in I started the show today, A Path to Power by Magnet in a book that's uh, been around quite a while, you know, he, he shares in here, it, it, as he summarizes the book in these five short chapters, chapter one, I walk down the street, there's a deep hole in the sidewalk and I fall in. I'm lost, it's dark and it feels hopeless. It's not my fault. It seems to take forever to find a way out. And chapter five, I walk down another street. Basically, what he's talking about is he looked in the mirror. He looked in the mirror and realized, hey, I, I'm i doing something wrong. I'm doing something that's not working. I've got to get better or I can stay in the hole. You know, and, and that's the thing with sports. I think when, when you see these success stories that happen across the board, you, and we hear it all the time about an athlete who's overcome such negative athletes who've been seriously injured and come back from those injuries if you're a royals fan years ago and i was at this game dennis leonard got seriously injured i think it was an acl injury i can't remember what it was he was out for a long long time i was at the game he came back and pitched started the game and did great and i got to to meet Dennis when I worked for the Royals from 2008-2011 and uh, really liked talking to him um, and I asked him about that asked him about that and he said he said, Doc I wasn't going to end my career hurt I was too proud of myself I wasn't going to let that beat me I was going to overcome it and he did and I know with so many athletes I've worked with when they get hurt or injured it's depressing it's frustrating it's, it's emotionally painful as well as physically painful. But, but the athletes who can overcome that are the ones who can look at themselves and challenge themselves to ask, say, well, why did that happen? What do I have to do to get better with it and grow from it? All right, like I said, I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach and you have an athlete or your team down in the dumps. See, we're getting another call in here. I'd love to see what they say. 913-3810-810. And talk about how you overcome this stuff. Because to me, it's it's a lot of it's about self-reflection. It's about looking in the mirror and asking yourself, why? What happened? Why did that go wrong? And what do I have to do to beat it? And and I've, I've found throughout my all these years of work, 43 years of work, that there's a really strong connection with the athletes who are able to beat these things and the ones who give in to it. I found that the ones who don't beat it, they give in, 
they're they're consumed with that negativity, that failure, that that stuck in a hole feeling. And the ones who are able to overcome it are the ones who can look above it. You know, I remember one of the Batman movies, um, and and the the guy who was who played Batman, they had him in a, in a hole. He was trying to climb out of it. And he kept falling and falling, and finally he got out. And and uh, I can't remember his name, Adam, whatever, whatever the guy who played Batman, uh, whatever his name was. But anyway, he he kept falling, and then finally he got out. And you know, it's it's like if you're a cheese fan, no better example to me of this than for years ago when Chiefs were in the playoffs against Houston, first year in the playoffs with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback where we won the Super Bowl, second year in the playoffs, where we we are down to, we, meaning the Chiefs, are down 24 nothing to Houston in the first quarter. Halftime, it's 27-24 Chiefs. And Patrick Holmes was famous for going up and down the sideline, pushing his teammates, let's go, next play, next play, let's go. And another great example of that was when the Patriots beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl. They were down way, terribly at halftime and came back and won it, I believe it was in overtime. One of Tom Brady's greatest games. No Chiefs fans don't like hearing that, but that's the truth. But when you when you see people can overcome these things, they they are not afraid. And I think this is the kicker. They're not afraid to fail. They're not afraid to fall in the hole. Because they want to find a way to climb out. I know years ago when I worked with KU's basketball teams back in the 80s, we won, or excuse me, we, we, we were the uh, Big 8 free throw champions. And Calvin Thompson had the Big 8 record, would be a Big 8 record for most consecutive free throws. And we worked on his focus and his visualization. And the next shot, the next shot, the next shot. And that was his focus. It wasn't on missing it, but on the next shot. But if he missed it, he'd look at why and he'd go on. And that's one of the things I know when I work with the cycling team. There's there's a race called the Individual Pursuit. And that's where two riders will start on opposite sides of the track, ride 12 laps around. And we had a... a champion named Connie Carpenter and to become Connie Carpenter Finney Mary Davis Finney another great cyclist and I, I love listening to her talk because before the finals of the individual pursuit in Switzerland in 1983 I have a, and I have a picture of her on her bike warm, on rollers warming up visualizing and she won at the end of that race by getting off the saddle and throwing her bike towards the finish line in the 84 Olympics she won the gold medal doing the same thing against Rebecca Twig another American and she told me afterwards she would visualize and picture herself doing this and be prepared for it and she said she learned that from failing when she was younger so she took failure as a learning experience and grew from it all right, 
3810810 is the number. I'd love to hear from you. If you're a coach and you have an athlete on your team who's screwing up, your your team is screwing up. What do you what do you do to help them overcome that? Or do you are you one of these people who just gets angry at them? Of course that that to me accomplishes nothing. I mean you can get angry, that's fine, but what's that accomplish? All right, nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the number. Do you learn more from winning or losing? Do you learn more from success or failure? I say, like this book, Path to Power by Mac Newton, you learn more when you fail. Because we're all going to fail. The question is, then how do you move on? And here in Kansas City, with like I said, with Patrick Mahomes, arguably the best quarterback in football, who mentally is strong enough to realize that, that's one of the reasons I think he's, in addition to his physical skills, mentally he's so strong because he's not afraid. He's not afraid to confront when something goes wrong. All right, I'd love to hear from you. Give me a call. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. If you're an athlete, you're a coach, you have failed before, you've screwed out before, and you overcame it, how did you do it? Or if you failed and screwed up and you didn't overcome it, why not? Give me a call. Let's talk. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're on Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Yeah, nothing like a little ZZ Top this morning. I'd like them to play that before Chiefs game. That would get people riled up. I like ZZ Top. Anyway, as my, my, when my sons were, were little, they used to go, those guys with the beards. Those guys with the beards because they were long. Anyway, I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Our phone number here is 913-3810-810. And just a little note, uh, if I'm not here next week, it's because my granddaughter is deciding to make an appearance and get born. So uh, just letting you know, if I'm not on the air next week, that's why I'm not here. Um, my first one. So I'm getting pretty, my first blood grandchild. I have 14 uh, step-grandchildren from my wife. Thank God for her. She's a wonderful person. Anyway. I'm pretty excited about that. Could be a grandfather for the first time. That's sort of weird to say that. You know, when you get, you're going through life, you're like, you have kids and all that, Clavel, and then it's like, I'm going to be a grandfather. You know, that's so, that's, it's like, I remember my grandparents, they were old. They were old. They were obese and old, and now I'm like, ugh. I'm not obese, but I'm old. Okay, it's like, ugh. It's sort of, it's a scary thought. Okay, anyway, but it's an exciting thought. All right, I'm talking today, I went off on a tangent there. I'm talking today about this. Mac Newton, personal trainer I met in the late 90s, wrote a book called A Path to Power. And he sums the book up in five chapters about how he overcame adversity. And just, just I, I've said it twice, but I'll read it again. Chapter one, I walk down the street, there's a deep hole in the sidewalk, and I fall in. I'm lost, it's dark, and it feels hopeless. It's not my fault. Seems to take forever to find a way out. Then I'll skip the next three. In chapter five, I walked down another street. In other words, he looked in the mirror. He looked in the mirror and decided what was going on and why it was going wrong. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Love to hear from you. If you have overcome adversity before, could be sports, could be life, whatever, how'd you do it? Did you look in the mirror and realize, hey, I got to change, I got to get better? And if you didn't overcome it, is it because you fell into that hole and couldn't get out? 
is our number. Love to hear from you. Okay, my producer, engineer, extraordinaire, Covell, is going to jump in here. So, Covell, tell me when you failed at something and why you didn't get better from it. And then tell me something about when you failed and you did. I want to see what the difference was. Putting you on the spot, my friend. All right. Put, what the, the, okay. So when I failed and didn't get better, well, then I didn't figure it out. And then when I failed and figured it out. Right. Okay. And not, not related, right? It could be two different, totally different things. Hopefully they are. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Like I said, yeah, if I was sitting on your couch, <laughs> if, I was, if I had lounge here, it'd be a, but okay, let me, let me think. So I, I guess what comes to my head originally, I mean, at the beginning is Pizza Hut. I used to manage at Pizza Hut and we used to have this thing called HQSC. And, and it was basically, uh, uh, what's it called? What's it called when they come in and check your store out i forgot the specific word for it evaluation it's like an evaluation you mean like the pizza owners or or, or managers it was was an outside company it was like the health department but the health department times a thousand you know okay things had to have lids no cracks no cracks no like you got graded on wow it was champs i still remember this it was an acronym for let's see if i remember this cleanliness hospitality accurate product quality and speed so it was five parts of the test mm-hmm. and you'd have to like yeah you have to get like a 85 to pass or a 75 to pass so yes when i was general manager we failed a few of those and no way you failed something <laughs> yeah no, and it was very strenuous they actually had to change the parameters because everybody was failing so yeah so that was a, a failure. As a matter of fact, I was a coach, and they asked me to come back, and I came back, but they said I can keep coaching, but I was out of town, and my store got got uh, got hit. So and is this, is this one where you overcame it, or you didn't? I did overcome it. How? By putting in processes, hiring people, training people, showing, you know, like, because me, even me, myself, I had just come back to the company. So I had to learn what the requirements were, were to pass it. So then I had to coach everybody up and create a culture of HQSC. Like, we're not going to just wait till somebody comes and try to do all this stuff. You know, put your hat on, tuck your shirt in, clean this, clean that. We're just going to do it all the time. So I hope that works as far as I failed the actual evaluation, then I put processes in place, and then I ended up passing okay that's where you came back then tell us one where you didn't when i didn't i don't know if i i think i said this one on air when i was uh when i played football i had a coach that used to always yell and say stuff and just just be disrespectful and you know it was kind of an old school coach thing but i wasn't good at being yelled at and i told you know like i had an all right freshman year but they were on me quite a bit and working my patience and then sophomore year before the season started he i thought he was about to come and yell at me or say something to me but he grabbed me by my helmet and i took it as aggression but really what he was doing was trying to snap my helmet 
but I knocked his hand off me. I took my helmet off. I took my shoulder pads off and I walked down, you know, the little, the little hill to go to the locker room. I took all my stuff off. And as I got down the hill, I said, I think he was trying to snap my helmet. <laughs> so what happened then? I had to follow through with my quitting. You know, you can't make a big scene like that and then say, hey, I was just kidding. Well, what if what if you came back and said, Coach, I was wrong. I apologize. You were trying to do something. I screwed up. It's my fault. Well, I did that a few weeks later. A few weeks later. And Why then, didn't you do it right there? Well, because, you know, like, how old was I? And that's a, I was a sophomore. So how what is that, 15, 16? Something like that, yeah. So, you know, like. Depending if you flunked a few years, depending on all yeah, that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> well, so, like. I just put on a show, just like Antonio Brown last year, a couple of years ago, when he took his stuff off and walked off the field. There's no coming back from that in that moment, if that well, makes sense. So what did you learn from that down the road? What I learned from it is be in control, <laughs> be in control of my emotions, of my feelings, and not let, because I loved football. All I want to do is play football. So because of him in that situation... I didn't play football that year. Well, see, okay, so one of, one of the things that's really important here is this. Um, you're not always going to be in control. Yeah. There's going to be some adversity that's going to come on. Something's going to go wrong. I mean, I, I've worked with a, a golfer this year, a high school golfer, who it, it had this tournament he was playing in, and I think it was at the 13th or 14th hole. He was, I believe, two shots under par, was playing great. And he duck-hooked his drive into, into the weeds. Had to take a penalty stroke. He ended up double bogeying that hole. And then the rest of his round went went down the toilet because of that one bad shot. And so he came in, you know, we, we worked on that. And I said, okay, look, <laughs> you're going to hit a bad shot. I, You know, Jack Nicholas was quoted when he would shoot as close to a perfect round of golf as he could, score-wise, it would be between 63 and 68 with five to eight miss hits. You know, I take one of his uh, miss hits to be the greatest shot I ever hit. But the fact of the matter is that basically, so he averages out a score of 65. That means one out of every 13 shots, one out of every, every 13 is a bad bad shot. Okay. But more than likely, when he, and I remember watching him play when I was younger, you, you would see him, if he'd hit it, I, and I recall him hitting a bad shot one time. I know he was frustrated. I saw him take a couple practice swings and went on and, and, and nailed the next shot. And that's why he was so great, because when he would make a mistake, it didn't turn into two or three. Yeah. I mean, usually. Obviously, everybody happens once in a while. Yeah. But, but you know, it's like last year in uh, the Cowboys kicker, Brett Maher, I believe is now kicking for the Rams. He missed four uh, kicks in a row in a Monday night game. You know, and then he missed one the next, the first kick the next game. You know, and then they cut him at the end of the year. And prior to that, he'd been really good. They caught the yips. He caught the yips. Well, is what but it, but it. what happens is, you know, you're you're going to make mistakes, and and the key thing for him was, I think he wasn't prepared to deal with that. Maybe the first kick, fine, but after two, it got in his head. Yeah. So, I'm going to be very interested to see how the University of Colorado re- rebounds this week when they play USC. He said this is the worst they're ever going to be. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, Deion Sanders is, is known for, for saying a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, he is. And, you know, all the hype around their team going into Oregon. But Oregon, 
was like, you're coming to our place, which is an extremely loud place, one of the loudest stadiums, rabid fan base up there. And, you know, they took them to the woodshed. So it'll be interesting, you know, they can say, well, Colorado's missing their best player, got hurt last week. Um, their quarterback, Deion Sanders' son, got sacked, sacked seven times yesterday. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting how they overcome that because, you know, all the hype surrounding them that's been going on, you know, Deion Sanders has been getting interviewed everywhere. Yeah. Talking about all this stuff. And, you know, rightfully so, they've, they've looked great. But, you know, they faced a really hard test and they didn't do well. So it'll be, to me, that's the, you know, when it, when a team, like the Chiefs lost to the Lions the first game. Yeah. It wasn't a, a good Chiefs performance. Came back last week and won. You know, we'll see how that continues today against the Bears. The Bears have lost, I think, 11 or 12 games in a row. 12 straight, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Get better medicine. Yeah, but see, the whole thing is this. No matter what sport you play, no matter what you do in life, you're going to screw up. God knows I've done it more times than I can count. But the biggest thing to me is when you make that mistake, can you look at yourself and, and just, just like in this book I shared, A Path to Power by Mac Newton, he looked in the mirror. He looked in the mirror and said, hey, I got it. I got to change. And he did. And he ended up becoming, like I said, a two-time world champion, seventh degree uh, black belt master instructor at Taekwondo after being stuck in a hospital from injuries he, sh- he suffered in Vietnam. He overcame the adversity. And in sports, to me, that's that's the biggest thing. You know, we've had some great calls today. I appreciate it. You know, I do this show every week with the idea and goal to bring up a topic that I think would be interesting to talk about, listen to, and love hearing from you during the show. But also I get calls throughout the week at my office from people listen. You know, our shows are, are podcasts. You know, when I started in the radio uh, years ago, there, there wasn't podcasting back in 1991, okay? Or when was it? Yeah, not, not, whenever it was, 92, 92. Yeah. And now everything's podcasted. Our shows are podcasted all over. They're on my website, winnersunlimited.com. Just go on there, check out the podcast page. They're on most of the podcast apps. I know SoundCloud is one where, where they're, they're listened to thousands of times each week. All my shows have been about 10 years of podcasts are on there. So if you are interested in what we talked about today, scroll down on those apps and see what you can find that might be interesting to, for you to listen to. I hope you enjoy this show. Like I said, I do it each week with the goal to bring up a topic that's of interest to talk talk about and get your feedback. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Cavell Hudson's my producer. I appreciate him doing it. I'm here every week. If you want to reach me, you can get a hold of me at my office, which is 816-561-5556. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. That's W-I-N-N-E-R-S unlimited.com. And uh, feel free to get a hold of me if you have any comments or questions, any topics you want me to bring up. Take care, and we'll talk to you next week here on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.